Hi, and welcome to the 352nd episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton. I'm here with my co-host, Sean Wisniewski. Hey there. And Mark Hicks. Hello. And today we're asking Josh Swan of J.W. Swan and Sons, The Five Questions. And if you want to hear more about Josh and boat building, be sure to check out his interview on episode 351. So welcome back to the show, Sean, uh, Josh. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry that Let me do that again. Time. Welcome back it, to the show, Josh. Yes, thank you kindly. Yes, it could be. Uh, no, uh, thank you very much. Yes, happy to be back. Yeah, I got Josh, Juan, and Sean, and just kind of put <laughs> no, there's a lot together. Going, there. There's a lot <laughs> going on there. A lot of syllables <laughs> going on there. <laughs> So anyway, well, before we get to the five questions, we have a big Patreon shout out. So, Mark? Yeah, a big thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. And today we're giving a big thank you to, is this right, Scott Wisniewski? Did I pronounce that right, Sean? (laughs) That's my dad! Yes, that's your dad. So thank you, uh, Sean's dad, Scott Wisniewski. I know how to pronounce your name. I just avoid messing with your son. Uh, If you would like to have your name butchered, uh, go on over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast and sign up and be a supporter of the show. It's how we pay for, well, tchotchkes, you know, small things. Yeah, little things. And I can't wait to hear from my dad. <laughs> and you know, those, those furry things that you put over your microphone so the wind doesn't blow on it. That's that kind of stuff. So you know, what are those called? Help. The dead cat? Dead cat. Yeah, it's yes. a dead cat. My, yeah, my dead kid cat. loves, loves that. That's what that's called. I need to get one. But yes. <laughs> it's an app name. But it's you know. Yeah, I do so. So that's it. Go to Patreon, sign up, support the show, do your part. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for supporting us. Exactly. Thanks, Sean's dad. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the five questions, Mark, start us off. Okay, Josh, how did you get into woodworking? All right. Well, I'm. I was born in 1980, so I'm sort of a product of the 80s and 90s. And honestly, um, just a lot of PBS as a kid, you know, just sitting in front of this old house, the New Yankee workshop, uh, the yeah. woodwork shop, just watching, just watching a lot of PBS. And it just struck a chord with me. You know, there was something about it that resonated and, um, you know, sort of combine that with, uh, you know, my old man was he enjoyed woodworking and, uh, you know, trips to, you know, our local sort of farming fleet, you know, wandering around tool aisles um, and it just kind of all got smushed together into just a desire and uh to to learn about woodworking and to to um you know just there's something about it that just felt really uh natural and comfortable and just felt like the thing to do but yeah i mean i it it all comes back to uh pbs you know public television um shaped a lot of who i am um not least of which is the fact that my vocation, you know, woodworking adjacent, you know, wooden boat building. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. all those years, all those years of Tom Silva, and you still refuse to drop your R's when you were <laughs> living on the East Coast. <laughs> yeah, it's a shot. Yeah, exactly. No, I go. Yeah, yeah. My my my, my Boston accent's a little lacking. Yes. Yeah. Uh. So it, it so was it for the same for you? It was it was New Yankee Workshop, then this old house. Yep. And and yep. then car talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, car talk right. on television? Oh no, it wasn't car talk. What was it? Was it was, it was um, this is the car, car show? Week? Car yeah, week? Yeah, was yeah. It? That's when I. That's when they lost. Yeah, they, Well, wait, I think that show still, still around. Auto trend. No. Auto trend. Maybe no. auto trend. I just yeah. remember it. It was totally just showing off the next 
models of whatever. Yeah, it was just a review of a car. Like, it was oh, totally we got this review. car this week and this yeah. week. Yeah, and, and it wasn't. Yeah, Mark, I'm with you. It was. I, I was trailing off, but it, it at least it followed up, and so I always paid attention to it. The least the first bit of it, and if it was interesting enough, you know, if they it was it was interesting. <laughs> yeah, maybe. What? I don't know. See, ours was totally different. Ours started off with the car show or the car review show and then went into this old house. Then it was Norm. Yeah, so ours really? was this old house and, and then, then Norm. Yeah. And then it was um um then it was well sometimes, depending on what year it was and who they subscribed to, uh then it was Roy after Norm. But yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot Roy. I forgot where yeah. he you know, I mean, saying I may be misremembering it because yeah, I Roy was. I think they well, put Roy on during the the weekdays. Oh, really? My station. Yeah. Well, and every once in every once in a while, they throw a little uh, Scott Phillips, American Woodworker, at you. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that? Yeah, yeah a little that, bit. A little bit. That yeah. was after Roy. Yeah. Yep. On ours, and yeah. I don't yeah, remember that. Scott Phillips. You're you're mentioning a car talk though. Car talk was all like. I, you know, sort of puttering in, uh, I, I had a little basement shop that I would putter in. I remember having my mom drive me out to, uh, our local farm and fleet. I think I was a, maybe a freshman in high school and I blew a bunch of Christmas and birthday money on a little nine inch Delta bandsaw and drill press. And so I would <laughs> kind of work, work down there on Saturday mornings and, and, uh, turn on, uh, you know, turn on car talk. And so the, 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 you know, public television and public radio sort of all sort of would blend together, you know, as part of that kind of broader landscape of, uh, yeah, just, I don't know. There's just a whole aesthetic there that is just, again, just a huge part of my childhood. Yeah, no, for sure. That that was in, it, it would like, if it wasn't that NPR found a way, you know, you know, and so I was getting all that, that weekend stuff definitely and uh and then into my into my 20s you know working with my dad we ended up building the barn and uh, it's a glorified garage but you know yeah (laughs) i've gotten hours and hours of exposure and it's still something i i tune into uh when i can well i remember back in the day exclaiming you know watching norm show well yeah if i had all those tools i could do that too oh yeah i mean now i have all those tools and yeah (laughs) except except the and i know you can get it and i don't possibly need it but the the pocket hole the industrial pocket hole jig that he had yeah 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 you know that thing i remember that but i remember i mean the brad nails and everything it was like yeah, you know, but, but like my dad made, and it's funny because we mentioned earlier, but he made the um, Norm's uh, router table, uh, mm-hmm. or not router, like th- that whole like router cabinet station thing. Yeah, yeah the deluxe yeah. station. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's great. It's it's awesome. Like it really does. I mean, you know, and he doesn't. I, I don't know if he's kind of like completely fitted it out, but you know, it has bit storage and it has a router fence and the router's mounted and, and you know and, and it's it's really good i mean it's really it like predated like really paying attention for me at least magazines you know is like seeing it on tv and it's, you know when you mm-hmm. get into media those things kind of blur lines a little bit but you know especially especially norm i mean he, i know he inspired uh, decades of current woodworkers you know in oh. in just like what's out there you know and what's what's possible it it may not be everyone's you know type of thing but it's uh it's pretty darn cool well yeah i mean nostalgia you know maybe better in the old days but all this (laughs) makes me want to go buy a radial arms you (laughs) You can get them for a song yeah i mean i grew up 
I don't know. Those are pretty. I, I'd still love to have one just parked outside to to just break stuff down. You know, they're yeah. sort of dangerous yeah. and probably still scare me a little bit. But uh, oh, they they scare the shit out of me. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> the, that's like the one way you can use them where they're not extremely dangerous. It's just a simple crosscut square mm-hmm. for the fence, right. but. You do any of those other great features that they offer, and that's when you're just playing with your own life. Well, I remember being a like an expensive off-feed table for my old man, you know, catching stuff, <laughs> rotate it ninety degrees, and and rip stuff with. Yeah, it felt that's a little dodgy. You know, even as like a ten-year-old, it felt a little dodgy. Yeah. Oh man. Well. Well, um, speaking of radial arm saw, so what's your favorite tool? <laughs> well, not not a, a, a sadly not a radial arm saw. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, I would, again, there's just something, um, the, the sort of menagerie of just these old tuned up hand planes that I have that I either inherited through family members or just picked up somewhere, um, you know, just using, uh, you know, uh, 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 you know, block plane or, you know, hand plane, uh, spoke shave, you know, just, just the, those, those edge tools, um, mm-hmm. you know, I just, just, yeah, planes and chisel, just, there's just something so basic about using those and you can do so much with them um you know just picking up an old tool that i've gotten tuned up is really satisfying um although you know i more recently i mean again uh the the lt you know the big woodmiser lt40 sawmill is really really neat i mean it's really opened up some doors so it's uh my current favorite tool is probably the sawmill but um you know start to finish you know when i'm in the shop what i find most satisfying is to to grab a just a well-tuned hand plane and uh to use that Mm -hmm. so you what was the name of that sawmill you said something 40 oh yeah uh woodmeister uh yeah so the orange one the cantilevered one and uh, okay yep so they're all orange aren't they (laughs) lt40 Yep, LT40. Uh, mine is an LT40 super wide. If you want to, you know, get specific. So it's the super is it's got faster hydraulics. It's got a second hydraulic pump, uh, wider diameter hoses, and uh, the wide head allows me a slightly wider cut. Which especially the older wood miser I had was a LT35, and a big reason why I wanted a wood miser was because it's got a cantilevered head, meaning one side of it is open. And so mm-hmm. what, what I would do with the LT35 for milling tamarack knees for bolt building, because there's these big kind of curving pieces of wood, is I built a, a jig that would, almost like a turntable that would sit on the sawmill bed. And then the LT40 I had previously to this, it had power advance, so I could turn it on, you know, and it would, it would move forward, it would advance forward without me having to crank or wind. And I would run around to the other side and I would grab this turntable that I built, you know, so it was, I would, and I would have the big stump uh, affixed to it. And then as the saw advanced, I would rotate the turntable. So the, the big curving piece of wood would rotate through the saw. And with the woodmiser cantilevered head, you know, there was no post on that other side that I would mm-hmm. get hung, get hung up on. So the, the, I mean, that's a big reason why there's other brands of sawmills out there and much like trucks, I just sort of avoid the the debate. Um, but for <laughs> me, anyway, that feature, that cantilevered head on the wood miser, makes it just invaluable to sawing these goofy pieces of of boat building lumber. Mm, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Something that sounds incredibly dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it <laughs> sounds sketchy at all. No. It's uh, <laughs> it's, well, it's, it's you know, there, there's there's levels, right? There's a thresh 
threshold of danger. It's, uh, <laughs> right. I don't know, maybe it's maybe like a 5.5 out of 10. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, let I'm, me just let this thing go, and then I'm going to spin a turntable while the blade is moving without control. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's slow moving. It's not fast, at least, you know, so it's the yeah. slow moving train wreck. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Austin Powers getting run over by a steamroller. Oh, was no, he was running that over yes. with. Oh, sorry, yes. No, no, it's yeah. It, it would have been akin to that, yeah. And thankfully, <laughs> the, the 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 wide head on the upgraded mill is. Uh, I mostly don't have to do that. It gives me enough width of cut where I don't have to do my little uh, you know dog and pony show and kind of run okay. back and forth. Yeah, that that's that's pretty cool. That I mean obviously something specific to who who owns a sawmill but i mean that's well we d- we definitely need to see that on uh you know next time you have to do that yeah you, know, you got to put it on video you know i think there Please is that. somewhere there's probably a dozen people maybe who viewed some video somewhere of the turn- <laughs> the turntable in action so i'll see if okay. i can blow- i'll see if i can blow the dust off of that and uh, send it your way there you <laughs> go there you go <laughs> But I mean, going back to the first thing you mentioned with like black planes and chisels, that's something I love about about boat building. Not that I'm a boat user by any means, um, but the the freehand tooling that is kind of necessary to build something like that. Yeah. You can't you can't use stationary machines because of the size or the aspect of it. You really can't. I mean, power planers, yes, maybe if you got to smooth a strip canoe, but. But it really comes down to the basic chisel or chisel in frame plane take tool and absolutely take it to the work. Absolutely. And you're going by feel at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yep. yep. And, and that's what's so liberating about it. And that's what makes it, in my mind, way easier than building, you know, complicated furniture or, you know, cabinets is that, you know, they're, you know, within that, uh, you know, you're allowed some flexibility well, if it looks right, it is right. You know, so it's um, again, it's it's uh, you know, it's it's far easier. You know, you get to kind of trust your intuition and and listen. You know, the tools kind of self jigging, and so you're you're kind of you know letting it. You're kind of working. You know, it's kind of doing. You know, you're sort of responding to how it's working. No, it's a really neat. And again, boats were built you know, over millennia by you know farmers and loggers and fishermen. Mm-hmm. And these weren't like you know sort of you know, scientific luminaries of their time. They, you know, they were just like <laughs> practical, you know, uh, laborers. So it's, I mean, again, it's, it's, it's really, uh, accessible. It, it seems, you know, you look at this complicated shape and it seems like it would be really harder that this bit, you know, there'd be this big barrier, but it, it, honestly, it's just a, it's super intuitive. And, uh, and I think, you know, when you get, you know, to it and through it, uh, it's, you know, it just, really opens up your mind into kind of looking at other projects in a, in a really different way. Telling you guys, I mean, chair, ba- chair making is cool, but boat building. <laughs> I get, I get pulled yeah, back dr- to I- boat building like on a regular basis. I just, I'm drawn to it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of these days I'll pull the trigger and do something, but <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. All right. I got plans, right? I mean, you gotta have plans. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, so Josh, what uh, or who has influenced you the most in your woodworking slash boat building? Oh, sure. Um, gosh, uh, you know, in terms of kind of just woodworking, or I mean, I don't know. It's probably it's probably a little bit of a saccharine answer, I suppose. But it's kind of my kind of my family in a way. You know, um, you know, there's been I've had specific mentors 
um, and people that I've really looked up to and gotten really good technical advice from. But just having a really supportive family, uh, you know, both my parents, um, you know, just just kind of really, you know, big cheerleaders for, you know, me and uh, both my siblings, but just, you know, pursuing what we were passionate in. And um, so, you know, it's more of a general answer, but just just being having them being okay with, you know, giving me some freedom and latitude to explore this kind of goofy vestigial trade uh, <laughs> rather than, have you know, boxing me into some sort of uh, a certain construct or, you know, there's this, uh, you know, a certain formula for how I should live my life. Um, just, you know, was uh, on, in a broader sense, just uh, really influent and just really, really helpful and really, you know, just, and they were just always just really supportive and, um, you know, just kind of a lot of constructive messaging, you know, especially at times when I needed to get out of my own way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, so again, I mean, I, maybe that's a somewhat of a generic answer, but it's, it's, Oh, that's, I mean, that's how I feel. That's super cool. I mean, truly that that's not everyone has that, you know, to put it kind of simply like that's Well, these days it's everybody's pushing their kids to go to college and, um, you know, to find a, to find a family that's, you know, Hey, that's, it's okay to work with your hands, you know, you know, mm-hmm. and your brain and your brain. Uh, it doesn't just have to be thought work. Yep. Well, and even my mom still accosts me today. If I'm, she'll come up and visit and if I'm doing something and I'm not working or if I, I can, sometimes I'll talk and I'll stop or I'll slow down a little bit and she'll accost me. So you can talk and work at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, she, uh, if if anyone, you know, you know, supports the virtue of, uh, of, you know, the, the body feeling the mind, it's it's my mom who's a, she's a retired school teacher. So no, I mean, Uh. again, they were just. Both my parents were just uh, just really good advocates and, and cheerleaders for me, and that just that kind of support when you're try you're doing something that isn't uh, mainstream or people you know just kind of you know kind of look at you a little funny when you say oh, I'm going to learn how to build wooden boats, you know they, you know it's you know, people don't know whether to be excited or apologize. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know ha- having my parents in my corner in that way, it just it was just as especially reflecting back now. Um, you know, I, I certainly didn't appreciate it at the time, but in hindsight, I just really see how valuable that was. Yeah, that's very, very cool. So what has been your biggest stumbling block? <laughs> well, I mean, pro- oh, probably just a lack of confidence in myself, um, you know, which I'm sure, you know, we, I think we all struggle with um, letting the perfect be the enemy of the good and letting that uh, paralyze me uh, in ways. Um, so, you know, just just again, kind of getting out of my own way. Um, so that's, it's just, you know, that's just always, and you know, I thought it's funny when I was sure this is not a unique experience, but in my early twenties and I sort of felt like I, I knew a lot, you know, I knew a lot about boat building, sort of take on these projects and dive into them. And the older I get, the more tentative I get. And Mm. I sort of, I stay up at night and I think more about, Oh, this intersection or that intersection, or how is this going to work? Or, and so it's, you know, I thought it'd be more comfortable as I got older with experience, but, you know, I realized, you know, it's in some ways there's aspects of it where it's like sort of, there's this inverse relationship between the amount <laughs> of years I've done something and how comfortable I feel doing it and, or mm-hmm. feeling like an expert with it. Um, so that, and, uh, well, I think a lot of that is, you know, Hey, if you're younger, you would just go for it and then go, well, that didn't work. Yeah. You, you've <laughs> yeah. seen all the ways that it can go wrong now. Yeah. 
So yeah, you're trying to avoid yeah. that. It's <clears throat> that yep. whole time thing. Yeah. Oh, and then so then you just sit there and kind of kind of spin your wheels, you know. And and uh, so anyway, it's 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 curious to me that I do that more now um, than I did uh, when I was younger. So <laughs> yeah. So that's probably my, you know, that and I don't know, uh, finding, you know, good work clothes that, you know, fit right. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's probably a whole uh, sidebar that we could have on, uh, on that discussion in terms of, you know, sturdy workwear that, 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 you know, I don't feel like I'm camping out in. So you're talking about Duluth. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that, that, yes. That's yeah. always my beef is like. <laughs> it's like wearing a tent it is yeah no yeah. they're uh it's uh it's it's a little tricky so i'm not sure i'm not sure what happened if i my body just became a weird shape or clothing changed or what but it's uh the struggle is real isn't it <laughs> <laughs> so josh uh how has the internet influence influenced your work oh gosh i mean in a ton of positive ways and then i think in some negative ways but um, first and foremost, I couldn't do what I do without the internet. I, it's just the, the fact that I do this, such this kind of this thing that appeals to a fairly small group of people using the internet, I'm able to target that audience. And even, gosh, even 10, 12 years ago, I was building boats. Uh, I would have customers. I, we would communicate via email exclusively. Uh, I would build them a boat back at that time. They would mail me checks. Um, hmm. now I just take credit card, you know, I've got that all set up for billing for credit cards. And so we would have this correspondence and, and, a, and a good correspondence. It's a really meaningful correspondence via email. Um, you know, I often think about there's a he's, he's passed away now. He was a really prolific uh, boat designer and builder named Phil Bolger. And he just he had hundreds of designs and he would have these just great correspondences, customers uh, writing letters, you know, this sort of real epistolary. And so I think about that using email in that same kind of way. And so the internet just is obviously, you know, the, it's just the, the gateway for that. I'm mean, just, it, without that, I, I couldn't, I would be doing something different. I would not, I couldn't build boats or sell the type of specific lumber I do and reach the audience I would need to reach to make it sustainable um, without the internet. I mean, it's just such an important tool to, you know, making the world smaller in, the, in this better way where we, you know, people can connect with who they need to connect with. On the other hand, <laughs> uh, you know, I have a question about something and I get sucked down the YouTube rabbit hole for, you know, an hour and a half. And then I come out the other side realizing, all I've really done now is I'm going to need to go to some forums and like take an opinion poll. And so uh, <laughs> what I should have, what I should have done is just grabbed a book off my shelf. That's been written by an expert and vetted by an editor. And, you know, so, you know, it's, it's great, you know, um, but I do sometimes, you know, especially as I get a little, you know, I, maybe this is just me getting older and maybe not for the better, but I, you know, that, that, uh, trying to find that line between what on the internet is information and what on the internet is knowledge. Um, mm -hmm. you know, there's, especially in what we do. Uh, so again, great communication tool. It allows me to reach an audience. It allows people to connect with me and, and, and frankly, me to connect with other suppliers. I mean, I get the, I get great, um, linseed oil paints from this super cool lady in Philadelphia. I wouldn't know about her if it weren't for the internet. 
Um, there's, and there's other people like that doing really neat stuff. Um, but then on, again, that information and knowledge side, I just, you know, I, I, I can, I just get, and I'm sure we all do. We just get kind of sucked into some, you know, this, the vortices of answering a question and it, it really, uh, it, it sort of turns into this, like, I'll like come out the other side side and think wow that was that was hours you know <laughs> that sort of, sort of, like i'm chasing this thing you know and it's just become this sort of this circular conversation on the internet that i'm i'm, I'm following so anyway but <laughs> i it's, just it, end up go ahead. Oh, go ahead i was gonna say i just end up watching boat fail videos where people try to go out in really rough seas and <laughs> um, <laughs> crash into these huge waves and have to turn around and come back yeah <laughs> well it, it, adjacent to that is uh, uh my miami boat ramp so you just watch Boat ramps are like the worst places in the world. Oh. They just bring up the worst in humanity. <laughs> <laughs> and so just uh, spouse, it's just even locally. They're I just, so stressed. Oh, gosh, it is. It's just boat ramps are just this. Yeah, they're. Oh, just, yeah. That, that's oh, special. Did yeah, I put so, the plug in? Uh, you know, did I put yeah. the car in park? And Oh, yeah. Just yeah. Backing <laughs> out just and and you totally reminded me. I, I'm. You know, it's it's sad that uh, Diami couldn't be with us because he actually made a boat, this one sheet of plywood boat that you mm-hmm. can make, and oh, uh, sure. yeah, and he actually made it and it worked. Apart or no, no, it actually worked. <laughs> they, they, him and his sons were out there in the in this uh, pond. I think he did it for some scouting thing that they were doing or some family thing they were doing and uh so they decided to build this boat out of one sheet of plywood and hey it worked but you know so he's well, the only one within our little group that's actually <laughs> built a boat <laughs> well that's, that's the beauty of wood boat building now is at worst especially even using plywood uh yeah. it's still uh, uh neutrally buoyant you know so yeah it's going to float, right? I mean, it's not like wood or it's not like steel or plastic. So yeah. you're using a, you're using a naturally buoyant material. So, yeah. you know, and I forgot for what him. they used to seal the joints with. I don't know something, but you know, Tiami comes from, as far as I know. Yeah. I mean, he, well, he comes from, you know, commercial roofing. So I'm sure he had some super space age <laughs> caulking to put in there, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, so, uh, well, so, uh, Josh, so if uh, folks want to find you on the interwebs, where may they do so at? Sure. So my uh, website is uh, jwswanandsons.com, and uh, I'm also on Instagram at jwswanandsons. Fantastic. Mark, what about yourself? Well, my website is plate11.com. My Instagram is at markbuildsit, and my YouTube channel is plate11woodworking. How about you, Kyle? Uh, you can always find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram or Kyle Barton on YouTube. So, Sean, what about yourself? And you can find me on most social medias at SeanW78. And that just about wraps it up for this show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on the podcatcher of your choice. Just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can follow us on Instagram at MWA underscore podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, go over to patreon.com slash MWA podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend. Word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.